What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Bryce! This is Stephen Fishback, the knowingest know-it-all, giving a shout-out of love to the pantsiest pants-it-all. You know I think ranking is arbitrary and reductive, but I can safely say that this is the most purple podcast of all time. I want to send all the fishies to you and the Purple Pants Posse. Thank you for being a light in the universe and a fantastic friend. And with that, it's a... It's a... It's a... Purple Pants Podcast. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public. Might make your stomach hurt. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind. You better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack. You better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. Hello and welcome to episode 91, Collection Co. of the Purple Pants Podcast. I serve as your host, Bryce Isaiah. I want to give a shout out to our first time listeners. What's up? Welcome to the Purple Pants Podcast and to my Purple Pants Posse. Oh, what it is. Oh, what's up? Listen, if you have not already, please make sure you pause this podcast and you are subscribed to this podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, wherever it is that you get your podcast from, we're there. So make sure you hit that subscribe button. Okay. Write a review. Give your baby boy some five stars and tell a friend to tell a friend listen we at episode 91 collection co and i am really excited for this week's episode before we get into all of that did you guys hear this week victoria beckham posh spice of the spice girls give an interview and say that beyonce was inspired by the spice girls wait a minute let me find out we got some purple pants posse members and victoria beckham okay because listen last week i talked about the Spice Girls and I definitely talked about Destiny's Child so I was like "Ooh, okay I see you but listen I hope that everyone had an amazing Mother's Day I hope you got to spend time with your mom I also realized that the holiday can be a, a triggering one for those who have lost their mother for those who have lost children um it can be a very difficult time and so I just want to send my love from me to you and I hope that you were able to get through the holiday the best that you could I hope that everyone else spent time with their family and really enjoyed themselves myself I got to see Barb and Sunshine it was definitely a joyous holiday for myself 
And reflecting on last week's episode 90, Intuition, where I talked about Destiny's Child and, you know, me growing up as a, a, a 80s baby with the CD club, it really sparked a lot of conversation. And shout out to my girl, Elizabeth Berry on Twitter. She was like, Bryce, you need to create a playlist on the Spotify for the Purple Pants Posse because we loving your playlist and the selection of songs that you are always dreaming dropping on the podcast so i mean i'm here for it i just want the posse to know that baby boy is definitely working on the purple pants podcast playlist and also i got a surprise phone call y'all you know last week on the podcast i was talking about my love for destiny's child and how i got into music and you know one of the ways that i got cds was like the columbia media house uh cds back in the day where it was like 99 cents for 10 cds and i Probably got about 30. Um, I got a surprise phone call from my stepdad, Mr. Jim. That's my first stepdad because, you know, Barb was married like three times to my dad, uh, my old stepdad and my current stepdad. So my old stepdad, Mr. Jim, called me. And I, when I saw the phone ringing, I was like, oh, well, what he want? I picked up like, hey, Mr. Jim. He was like, Bryce. I'm like, hi. He was like, I listened to the podcast. I was like, and I who? I didn't even know my stepdad knew I had a podcast, y'all. But listen, he called to tell me that he listened to the podcast and it brought fond memories to his heart and that I still owe him $80. I said, now, wait a minute. I said, okay, Mr. Jim, I'm going to send you that money right on over. Okay, don't worry about it. You got cash app? He said, oh, I don't have cash app. I said, oh, I can't send you the money then. <laughs> But I was so surprised that my stepdad is a listener of the podcast. So I appreciate that. But listen, you ain't getting that money if you're listening. Listen, you got got. Okay. That was Spicy Brycey, young Spicy Brycey. But listen, guys, I am so excited for this week's episode. I'm sounding like Oprah. But listen, episode 91, Collection Co. Let me give you guys the rundown. We've got the church announcements. I welcome to the podcast, Jack Atkins of The Circle. Okay, baby boy. And we really talk about our friendship. We talk about The Circle. We even talk about mental health and how he's dealing with that, handling his newfound stardom. So it's definitely an interview you don't want to miss. We've got the Purple Pants Premonitions with Gangsta. The Gurry and the Freak of the Week. So listen, tune in, get yourself ready, do what you gotta do. If you don't know a makeup brand, okay, we got collection coat for you. <laughs> Let's get into the church announcements. <laughs> And on this week's church announcement, I just wanted to share this message with someone. I don't know who needs to hear this out there, mainly myself. I wanted to say that the spirit of procrastination, we all, me, I live in it. I am a procrastinator at heart. I will put something off until I know the very last second that I have to do it. And I just want to say 
the spirit of procrastination, we don't have to live in it and we can do better. You know, I am on a road to a better price and it's a long, long, long road, but I'm on it. And a part of that road is for me to get better at procrastinating. Seriously, I I find myself and I don't know if it has to do with the pandemic, me working from home, the comfortability that I can just jump up out my bed and my underwear and hop on a computer or answer a phone call. But I want to get better at being on time and showing up and not just showing up, but showing up prepared. And so I just want to encourage somebody that's listening to this podcast, a member of the Purple Pants Posse. So let's listen. We better than that spirit of procrastination. I know sometimes we say, oh, I work better under pressure. I can do that. No, it's a lie. It's a lie. We can all be more prepared. We all can do better. And I just want to encourage somebody to set a schedule. I want someone to, you listen, if you got a meeting on Monday, you got a meeting on Tuesday, you got a meeting on Wednesday, like, listen, let's take some extra time and some extra work into being ready, being prepared and showing up ready to go. And showing up ready to go means showing up, having done our homework and not really letting the spirit of procrastination uh, fill our Fill our bodies. And so sometimes I feel like, oh, I work better under pressure. I, I work better at the last minute. I mean, no, that's just what I'm conditioned to and that I can perform under pressure, but I don't always want to perform under pressure. Sometimes I want to go into this meeting, into this conversation, into this showcase prepared. So I just want to encourage somebody that is listening to Listen, we can do it under pressure, but let's give ourselves some grace. Let's give ourselves some time. Let's do our homework and not rely on procrastination. So you heard it here first on the Purple Pants podcast. Get up that 30 minutes earlier. Prepare a week earlier and get it done and show up as your best self. And this is the church announcements for this week. Now let's get into the men. You. Who. 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 It's a man who. It's a man you. Me and potatoes like we cooking up a great stew. It's a man who. It's a man you. Me and potatoes like we cooking up a great stew. We are back, 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 back again, keeping the menu rolling, as I like to say. And if you are watching on YouTube, shout out to the YouTube people at Bryce Isaiah. I am so excited. Well, y'all know I say I'm so excited all the time, but this time I really mean I am excited because I have a Netflix Circle Season 2 exclusive, baby. I would like to formally welcome to the Purple Pants Podcast as the newfound celebrity, because this person been on the podcast before several times, but they ain't been on the podcast as a celebrity. Let's welcome to the podcast, baby boy, Jack Atkins. Hey. Hey, what's up, Bryce? Uh, this is not the Survivor News, unfortunately, but I appreciate you having me back on. Uh, it's, it's funny, we got a new season of The Circle before we got a new season of Survivor. <laughs> I just happened to be on it. <laughs> Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Baby boy, welcome, 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 Jack. Thank you, Bryce. To our listeners that are watching, I'm feeling the the old school Purple Pants podcast hoodie on the baby boy. Oh, back. yes, sir. 
Jack is giving, <laughs> Jack is giving <laughs> snack attack, ladies. Okay. So what's been going? There's so much I want to ask you, Jack. But you know, I'm gonna try to keep it cute. But hey, I got on, Bryce. No, no worries. What's been going on? How has life been since the circle has dropped on Netflix? Oh man, it's been pretty crazy. A little bit surreal because a lot of the, I mean, like the game, almost a lot of the attention has been on like social media and stuff. And as I'm sure you know, a lot of that social media attention, it, it doesn't really register in your head. Like you look at the numbers and all the comments and stuff, but you don't necessarily relate that to, to real fans, to real supporters. Um, but the love has definitely been felt both through the screen and in real life. It's been amazing. It's been so fun to watch the show. You know I'm a reality TV fan, so just watching the show. From a fan perspective, I'm like, oh, this is a great season. And then I pop up on screen, I'm like, hold on a second. Like, what did, how did I get in there? Uh, but it's been so great, Bryce. And, I mean, the support has been tremendous. It's been a dream come true for sure. So I'm so excited. This is the first podcast I'm I, doing, Bryce. And you know I had to do it to him. You know. Come on. I And I, y'all know I said, Jack, if you do any podcast before the Purple Pants podcast, our friendship contract is expired. So I am glad that you kept that contract. I didn't have to null and void it. But before we get into the circle, I want to talk about our friendship uh, because I think it is a fun and interesting story. A lot of people, uh, when the circle dropped and I was shouting you out all crazy, they like, how you know him? Where you know that weird guy from? How you know that 6'6 six, six guy? I'm like, what you mean? That's the baby boy. So how did we meet Jack? So, Bryce, I mean, you could obviously butt in whenever because we both know the story. Uh, I think it was about two summers ago, two okay. summers ago, um, a friend of mine, Bill Weibel, put, who I had done a, 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 I'm a big Survivor fan. So Bill Weibel, I had done another Survivor event with him right when I graduated high school. Uh, and he reached out to our whole, the whole cast of that charity game that I had done after high school. It's called Survival Challenges in Illinois. Shout out to them. Um, about this thing he was organizing in South Africa. Uh, and as a big, so it was, it, he pitched it as, you know, it's going to be like a four or five day survivor game. Um, proceeds go to charity. And then we're going to travel around South Africa, do some meetups with some fans, uh, like meet kids, meet kids. At, he, he runs a missionary school. So we we're going to meet kids at the school, um, help, help out the school, uh, travel around South Africa, Cape Town, Johannesburg, different uh, wilderness reserves. And so as a huge survivor fan and as a avid traveler, uh, I thought it was a perfect opportunity to to quench both of those those passions. Uh, yeah, we bring in the vocab. Yes, come on, quench. Yes, uh, you better quench. So, um, yeah, quench. But I thought it was going to be a great opportunity, and I saw some some cool faces on there. I saw Wendell Holland. Here, here. <laughs> I saw Jimmy T. <laughs> I saw Desi. Uh, I saw one of a couple of Wendell's friends, like Bryce. Yeah, <laughs> but lo and behold, I, I pull up. Uh, well, no, nah, I'm playing. I knew I knew when I saw who was coming. I knew I would kick it off with you. Um, and I, lo and behold, I pulled up. And I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm Jack. Like, nice to meet you. And you're like, oh, you were like, oh, what's good, Jack? I was and like, hi. Like, I was I when we pulled up to I the airport. Like, yeah. When we pulled up to the airport in Atlanta, uh, I, I didn't know what I had signed up for. I know that we were uh, going to do a survivor trip. I thought, you know, to support the Night Lady Christian Academy, but I was not in store for 
like what it actually was. It was like really like playing Survivor. Um, and we like get to our terminal and we meet Bob Crowley, his wife. And then there's like the six six kid. And I remember I was like saying the window, I was like, who is that? And then you came over, you're like, hey, like you first of all, you just came over and was like, hey guys, what's good? Like, <laughs> like okay. And so yeah. I didn't know that you were even a part of it. But the funny thing about it is when I knew that I was going to be good friends with Jack was after our, I think, was it an 11-hour flight, 12-hour flight? It to was South like Africa? 14. Yeah, it was like, like 14. 14-hour flight. And me and Wendell were, when I tell y'all, we was tearing up the in-service snacks and food. Yeah. Like, we were, like, going in. And maybe at, like, hour nine in the flight, the stomach was like rumble to tumble. So when we like the first line of South Africa, (laughs) when we got off the plane, I was like, when do I got to go to the bathroom? And when was like, I got to go to too. And so we literally start darting for the bathroom and it's like this little bathroom. And when I tell y'all me and I'm like, we try to keep it cute. Cause I'm like, I don't really want to like pooter in front of somebody, but the way the food is set up, my stomach set. Well, I, had I, had to go, go, I had to go too. Cause that's why I was in there with y'all and you two went in the start. There's two stalls. Y'all went in first. I was waiting and I was hearing the, the first ah! lions roaring in there. I don't know. And so when me and Wendell went into the bathroom, it was just us in the bathroom. And so, like, literally, Wendell and I are going, like, pooter for pooter. And so I'm like, all right, let me get out of here because this is embarrassing. And we walk out, and there's literally, like, a line of people. And the first person is Jack, and he is cracking the hell up i'm like oh so that is really jack and i's first interaction when we just like looked at each other and i was like oh my god and i just like this guy is going to be good and so then in the survivor challenge jack was my closest ally okay we we were killing the game killing the game and uh it was starting with 24 people i think we were on four different tribes together including the merge tribe you were the only one I was with the whole game, and we were at the camp. We were at the same camp together the whole game, and like, I mean, I, well, things got a little sticky at the merge, but up until the merge, it was smooth sailing for us, bro. We were crushing it. Yeah. It- Definitely was. The funnest times would be like at night when we would be like outside trying to go to sleep and Jimmy T from Survivor would be telling these Dory stories uh, <laughs> and it was so crazy. But it's interesting because I just want the people to know, uh, how did we fare in the game? Who, who did better in the game, Jack? I mean, so as 24 people, I got seventh place. You got fourth place. Oh. I would say we both. But it's not always about what place you get. It's about how you perform. It's Now, I say that you also performed really, really well. So, but you and I were, you and I were a couple of all-stars in that. So. No, for sure. You you were both eating. Yeah. We could have went a lot further. We could have went a lot further. If you stuck with your baby boy, I'm here to tell y'all, Jack, double cross me, okay? He double crossed me and he double crossed himself. He voted, he got himself voted out. Yeah, it was crazy. So it, it was crazy. I tried to pull a, a big move. First of the Survivor fans out there, I tried to pull a big move. I tried to basically do a Tyson in Heroes versus Villains and flip my vote in the, in the split vote. But then Bryce didn't realize I was doing that. Plays an idol for Ramona, who I had switched my vote to. And then I got sent home unbeknownst to Bryce, who actually idled me out of the game. He was, he was my close out. It was a crazy move. It was a really fun event, Bryce. And that was definitely the start of our friendship. And then, you know, coming back to the States, we didn't see each other for a while, but we stayed in touch. 
and you came to me, you, you wanted, you started, there was a few things, you were, you were building up the podcast, needed help in a few specific small areas. I said, Bryce, I got you. Uh, and so we've started building somewhat of a professional relationship too, but obviously still very close friends. You always have me style it, style it up. You always edit up my photos hey. uh, for the gram. But yeah, it's just been, I mean, ever since then, it's just been building and building and now we're very close friends. Yeah. And it's exciting. It's just so crazy because we are so different in so many different ways. Um, and one of the things that I just respect about you, Jack, is that I, and I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I, like, I really... I, you know me on my podcast, I'm very open and about just living in my truth, being an openly gay black man that's living my best in life. And yes. I, um, a lot of the time in life, I am judged. And sometimes people like uh, heterosexual men, they feel uncomfortable being around my crazy self um, just because they just are, I don't know what it is. And so the one thing that I have always admired about you is that I've never felt uncomfortable. I've always felt like, you know, you just are a real, uh, down to earth, chill type of person. And I just respect that so much because I, I really feel like in life, people don't oftentimes see me for whatever reason. And I always felt like with you and in our friendship, uh, you see me and you respect me. And we just, I can't tell you how many times at six o'clock in the morning, Philadelphia time, Jack will be coming back from a party lit, FaceTiming me. Like, and I just be cracking up because Jack <laughs> be lit and I'm literally trying to get up for work and I'm cracking up right. listening. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I've never had a sip of alcohol in my life. Uh, but no, to your point, yeah. I mean, to me, uh, it, I'm always interested, initially interested in getting to know people who are very different from myself because I feel like that's how you expand your perspective in life. Like, I don't want to just hang out with a bunch of like straight white 20 year old males Granted, I'm in a fraternity, which I mean, is hardly that. That's like that's a party wanted, to me. Yeah, that's why I was so. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say if, if I was Chris Underwood, I might feel a little bit <laughs> different about this whole situation. But nah. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I appreciate you're like a big brother I never had, and a big brother that I never would have expected to have necessarily. But it's been, you know, you, you've always been such a great friend to me, uh, and vice versa. So yeah, I, I appreciate you establishing this or setting this podcast up, detailing our friendship because some people don't know how close we actually are. And I think it's so crazy. You knew throughout the whole process of the circle that what, like I was going through the application, you would always support me and always gassing me up. Uh, and you were, you were there from the jump, literally the first person I called uh, when I, when I got that initial call about the circle and thankfully kept it confidential um, was Bryce. Cause I knew he, he had to be a part of the whole experience. <laughs> I, it was so fun. And I, I remember when you told me that you were applying and you sent me a video and I was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, do it again. Do it again. Bring the energy because I felt like um, you're such a funny and and I feel like people on the circle really got to see that. But I feel like sometimes you don't know how funny and how great you are. And sometimes you downplay it or you try to, you know, so you send me them couple of videos. I was like, nope not gonna work i need more energy you gotta bring it and so i was it was really fun to be a part of that process and just to kind of sort of like help you grow in anything that i know or have learned through you know being on reality tv i wanted to bust am i saying this right bestow bestow upon you um yeah and just because we are good friends uh you know jack's probably like in my top six people that i talk to all the time with our good friendship comes great arguments and great fights because me and Jack will, it will like argue about the stupidest things. And 
it will literally it'll be like hmm the sky it looks like it's raining outside jack and jack will be like no actually it's just like the precipitation from the heat and i'm like it's raining and so or when we argue the funniest thing is when we argue about what time it is because <laughs> <laughs> bryce will be like uh like I need this scheduled for like six o'clock. And I'm like six o'clock Eastern no, time. No, tell the truth, Jack. The real issue is, is that I will text yeah, Jack at 12 o'clock PM Philadelphia Eastern standard time. And Jack will text me back. Like I'll, I'll text you in 20 minutes, bro. I'm just getting up. And I'll be like, bitch, just getting up. Oh, well, that's the thing. You're, it's you're, 12 it'll, o'clock. It'll be, I'll wake up at like 2 PM still degenerate, like still a horrible move. But Bryce is like, Bitch, it's 3 p.m. Why are you just waking up? Well, I'm like, actually, it's 2 p.m. He's like, no, nah, it's, it's 3, 3 p.m. I'm like, but in my time, it's 2 p.m. But so in my time, it's 3. So who lying? No, it's, it's, yeah, it's, right. It's 3 p.m. But if, it, if, it's, if I'm waking up and it's 8 a.m. Hawaii time, I'm not waking up at 8 a.m. because that would be good. Like, Well, yeah, I, maybe you need right, to set your I'm, alarm I'm, clock. To Hawaii you're not, time. You're not, you're, this okay. Is all right. This, sorry. This, this because is a this, example, guys. This how he, like, it's still 3 o'clock. And so another thing that Jack and I argue about, uh, which is funny, is style. I'm always screenshotting Jack stuff like, big boy, I think you would look fly in this. And Jack's like, I don't know if I could pull it off. I'm like, Jack, you can pull it off. And Jack's like, no. And so I once Jack told me that he was going to be on the circle and that it was like a go go, not just a go, but a good, 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 go. I was like, Jack, I'm flying out to Chicago and we got to go shopping because it's important for me. If you're going to represent, if you my friend and I'm going to tell people my friend on the set, Cal. You better be styling. Better be styling. And so took baby boy, you know, little H&M, little Zara, little Bloomingdale's, little Nordstrom's, you know, trying to show him the greater things in life. And we're in the stores. And Jack's arguing with me in the stores. And like I'm like, Jack, this will look dope. And he's like, oh, I don't know. Did you see that Cheetah shorts, Bryce? That, uh, that wasn't uh, my choice. Jack, I like them though. Jack, the cheetah sh- I had to like, I practically had to like steal them. <laughs> yeah, but, but guys, I mean, look, I I take I took most of Bryce's advice, but not all of it. He was trying to have me out there in some Daisy Dukes and a crop top. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> He was listen, trying to get me to uh, wear, wear a male romper. Listen, ain't that wrong? Jack, Jack, I'm still trying to tell you. you could pull, listen, it's a hot boy summer. You could wear the romper. Well, actually, I'm actually down with the romper. I want uh, now, the romper. Now, now he on the circle. Gonna, now he down. Was, now he on the circle. I was going to say, I, Bryce, I don't need another romper. I already got five. <laughs> <in the top. laughs> uh, no, the, I, it's, it's a hot boy summer. It's a hot girl summer. It's, it's looking like a good summer, Bryce. But I'm excited. Yes. And then... Uh, I was even more excited for like, well, you know, when you went to London and, uh, you know, you had to quarantine and like you were in isolation. And I really felt when you like text me off of like your text that you like, whatever, because they took everything. And I was just really felt uh, and I, I was just really gassing you up. And I really like every day I'm like, yo, you about to kill it. You gonna like and I just really um, and you received it. And, you know, how some people like kind of sort of played off. I just was really taken back by how humble and vulnerable you were, like just kind of nervous going into it. And so I was yeah. like, baby boy, you going to kill the circle. And yeah, that- no, I, I need to thank you again. Cause that, that, so before the, even the circle even started, we had to do a two week quarantine uh, in Manchester, United Kingdom, which is where the, the show films. And the first day I get there, uh, didn't have the burner phone they gave me. I didn't have any login for any sort of, streaming service uh like i had no technology i was all alone in my apartment 
14 days of quarantining ahead of me. I, I honestly, I, I called you. I was crying. I was like, like, I was like, Bryce, I know I got to do this. Like, I can't leave, but this shit sucks. And you were like, you know what? Look, I'm going to give you my Hulu login. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I forgot I did. <laughs> yeah, you, gave me your, you gave me your Netflix or something until they brought me that, that fire stick. Oh. Um, but you have my mind right. Uh, you, you talked me th- through that first day. And then each day after that, I just got s- substantially better. Uh, but yeah, you were, you were always like, send me that morning bacon, yes. send me that picture of morning bacon, egg and cheese. You got to run a bath and you go get through the day. I was like, all right. Let's, but yeah, that was huge. Cause yeah, we just had like a little burner phone that we could text people on WhatsApp. And luckily I, I Bryce was, he downloaded WhatsApp or else I don't know where I would be. Yes, I downloaded WhatsApp and I demanded I, you know, wanted to keep Jack on somewhat of a schedule since, you know, he don't go to sleep. So I knew that, you know, the time difference would be a lot for you. And so I wanted to just keep, you know, on a, a somewhat regular schedule. So every day I'd be like, what you eat today? What you make for breakfast? And Jack would be like, a bacon, leg and cheese on a bagel. And I'd be like, let me see. Like, and so <laughs> this is a prime example of like when I say Jack works my nerves and gets on my nerves. So you tell somebody like, hey, take a photo of the food that you're going to eat. Most people would be like, oh, okay, let me, let me, let me get it. Because you asked me after I already eat the bacon. I ask it for you every day. And every day I got a photo of a half eaten piece of bagel and cheese. And Jack would be like, I forgot. You guys need a cross section. What are you talking about? (laughs) And I would see like the sloppiest. And I'm like, what are you doing? It wasn't a good bake. It was, it tasted good. It didn't look good. I will say progressively over time. Manhattan bagel. Manhattan bagel couldn't come from I was cooking leaves of bacon, egg, and cheese on the daily. (laughs) And she she said she was fucking with them. I don't know. Oh. So let's get into the circle. So you make it on the circle. (laughs) Baby boy is on there. And we know that you are catfishing. Um, And so I guess my first question for you about the circle is, in hindsight, do you regret... Oh, can I talk? In hindsight, do you regret going in as Emily? And do you wish, if you had to catfish, would you have catfished as as someone else? Now, before you even answer that, I just also want to say a lot of the people on the Twitter was saying, why ain't Jack catfishing as Bryce? Yeah, so I was actually going to include that in my answer before you. Oh, see, here I go. Just tell me to shut up. No, perfect question. That's what I'm saying. I, I think I could catfish as you very well. Like I, I, I edit a lot of your, your write-ups, your co- like your, your captions, stuff like, like I'm used to writing in your style, but if, if a, a straight white boy came on a national TV and tried to talk as a gay black man, even if it was accurate, I think I would have been in a world of trouble. So I think I would have been canceled right away. I don't think so, Jack. So let's, uh, let's just play a game of translation. Um, <clears throat> So I want you to say the following phrases. You're about to get me in trouble, Bryce. No, I'm not. I want you to say the following phrases like how I would say them. Uh, hey, good morning. Good to see you. Bitch, what's poppin'? <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. Okay, okay all right, one more. Saying. All right, one more, one more, one more. Um, I went out last night and I had so much fun. <laughs> Bitch, last night... Mm, we was lit. <laughs> you know, I, you know, I put a little something in. The, I, I was wetting the whistle. <laughs> Baby boy. All right, that's I, okay. I, I, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I could do it, but if I go on, like, I even at playing a girl, I got flack for like, 
appropriating like like people were saying that I was like appropriating outdated black slang when I said like what's crack a lacking or so like I like I everyone just gives you flack for whatever so like well, true I, but- I, I they don't know you and they don't know that that's actually like terminology or like something like how you yeah, actually talk. No, that's facts. But um, no, I, I think I could play you and you know, I got a couple different sides. Like I, I, I talk in a lot of different styles, but I think listeners would agree that if I came in trying to impersonate a gay black man, that is a very, very dangerous situation. It, for myself. I, I think that it, it can be, I can see where you're going with that, but I, if, I, I don't feel like if you if you were to approach it in a way of how that you would approach it, I, I think that you would be fine. But I get it. But so back to my question, uh, Emily, yeah. catfishing, do you regret going in as Emily? So I think there's a few ways to look at this. Uh, at the end of the day, no, because my intention with picking Emily was to get cast for the show, not to necessarily w- give myself the best chance to win the show. So when I applied, I was down to be myself. I was down to catfish. I didn't really talk about that in my application video. So when they called me, they said, you know, what do you want to do? And I said, whatever you guys think the best way for me to get on this show is, or whatever you guys think this is the best way is going to be, I'll do it. And so we, I brainstormed with my casting people a little bit, and we decided that playing a sorority girl would be a really funny tactic. So I reached out to my friend Marielle, uh, who I ended up calling Emily, and that, that was sort of like, the one that we clicked the most with. So that's what we went with because I thought that is going to give me the best chance to get on the show. I have like a pitch ready for this character. Um, I wasn't thinking about, oh, how exactly am I going to navigate on the show in this character? Is it going to be the best? Because I don't think playing as a girl when you're a guy is the best way to win. Like I think playing as myself would probably give me the best chance to win. But if I was trying to play as myself, I don't know if I would have gotten on the show. So it's it's a very it's a double edged it's a double edged sword. So honestly, if I could have gone, if I knew I was going to go on the show, I probably would have just been myself. But I don't know that I would have been on the show had I tried to be myself. You know what I'm saying? Right. And <clears throat> as as a viewer watching it, it was hard for me because I, in this essence, I, I've always told my listeners like I I treated you like you were Wendell in the sense of like you know Wendell's been on TV several times and I feel like I'm one of Wendell's biggest cheerleaders and so I don't play when it comes to Wendeezy and now I have to add baby boy Jack to that so it was hard for me to watch it and actually critique you because I was such a huge cheerleader and so you could have done something a hundred percent wrong and I would have been standing by you like he still could have did it like you know (laughs) so I it was hard for me to watch but honestly like I I really tried to watch uh unbiased and I felt like as Emily I thought you did a really good job of connecting with the girls um I thought that you were open and inviting I think that in a lot of the stuff because you know I'm a comment surfer a lot of the 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 a lot of what I read was that you kind of went back and forth a lot and I think that that's like you struggling and actually like allowing your own personality to come through and kind of staying true to the character and so I think that that's why a lot of people were like if Jack were to just play as himself he could have killed it and I I honestly felt like when you came out of being Emily and when you met up with Lisa people like love like that that there was just so much of you and those moments that I was just like, this is what people are going to love and to connect with. Was there ever a moment you wanted to come clean about catfishing while you were in the circle? So yeah, just to first address like some of what you said, um, I did see a lot of that feedback when it came to my strategy as Emily. Like I I think the way I spoke as Emily, nobody really ever had problems with it. The only time someone caught on to me was when Delisa 
got suspicious because I talked about sports, which I thought was a little weird because girls these days definitely do enjoy. They always have enjoyed sports now more so than ever. Um, so that was one instance in the show where I think people jump to conclusions and assume someone was a catfish kind of for the wrong reasons, but we're kind of right. Uh, Kat did that a lot, honestly. But, um, yeah, I mean, when it came to being, like, wishy-washy, I guess, uh, you you kind of hit the nail on the head. Like, that kind of just is me. Like, not I wouldn't say wishy-washy. I would say, I like, for strategy, I like to play both sides of the fence, see, see where everybody lies, which I think is good strategy. Like, had my, myself as Emily been, like, either heavy team Terralisha or heavy team Savannah, that's just going to put me in trouble with half of the game or half of the house or whatever you want to call it. So I think it's better to stay in the middle. Now, obviously, I was a little bit wishy-washy as Emily, which isn't great for, like, her the, the substance of her character. But I do think strategically it makes sense to play the middle a little bit. Um, and then I'm a little lost with, with where I'm at. Okay, so so then when it comes to the makeup... Um, Prime example. <laughs> yeah, the, the makeup... Oh, I was just going to say, as myself in real life, I always like to give people the benefit of the doubt and try to put myself in their perspective and see where they're coming from. Cause I think people inherently want to act good um, and do, do things they think they deem to be good. And so I don't, I, I don't like to jump to conclusions and be like, Oh, this person's like totally in the wrong, 100% in the wrong. So I genuinely do like to say, like, say you were coming at Wendell for something, I, you know, it, to, to your dismay, I might be like, well, maybe Wendell was thinking like this and he didn't mean it. Or vice versa. And that's kind of just how I think. So I, I guess I infuse that into Emily. Um, and I've been told that women are more decisive with stuff like that. So, I mean, as the Emily character, sure, I can understand why that wasn't very uh, effective. But I do think for strategically it kind of makes sense to play the middle. And if people did reach out to me, they're like, you must be a Survivor fan because you're using some Survivor tactics. Oh, uh, yes. You- and I was, like, I was like, yeah. Um, so when it comes to your, your, your specific question about would I ever uh, reveal my real self, after the makeup uh, incident, oh. <laughs> uh, the next morning I was considering, you know, do I do I co- reveal my real self? Because I feel like had I revealed my real self and been like, look, mm. these are like my one or two targets. I think everyone else if they're being smart would be like, well, let's keep this person around. Now we know he's real and we know we're good in his eyes. So maybe that would have worked. But honestly, that morning I had a conversation with Lance, a.k.a. Lisa, and honestly, I and Lisa at that point wasn't suspicious of me at all, which didn't really make any sense because my mannequin was so obviously. <laughs> but after that conversation with Lisa, I was like, wait, maybe I'm all right. Like maybe I could play my way out of this. And then with the makeup thing, believe it or not, like answering the five makeups, I actually thought like I did a passable job because I thought the ones I said sounded real, which low key collection co is actually a makeup. It's like, there's like a, like a European brand called collection cosmetics. And then what you didn't see is in that makeup box um, that I like pulled out to read that I had, cause they asked for five, the show only showed three, but I had two others that I named off of the ones in that box. But it turns out one of those was actually just like a pharmacy. It was like a, it was like a name brand pharmacy. So when like people like Lisa told me when she saw that one, she was like, Oh, that's a pharmacy. That's not a makeup brand. So had I known, like I knew I was in trouble but had I known the full extent of how in trouble I, I was in, how much trouble I was in, I might have tried to reveal myself. One, maybe to change up my strategy, because at that point you can only go up. Like I was, I was in the gutter right there. And two, honestly, that's pretty good TV. And as even in the show, as a fan, I was like, what's gonna make good TV? Like I want to watch this back and be like, damn, I was having fun. I was doing big time stuff. And you know, if I came out and revealed myself, that's good TV. So 
Right. Uh, I, I, I never fully regret anything because I feel like it worked out the way, like in a way that I'm very happy with. Um, but it would have been interesting to see, you know, what happens if that makeup challenge doesn't happen? What happens if I come out as the real Jack? Yeah, I felt like you were really on course until that makeup challenge. And when that makeup challenge happened, I said, oh, boy. Now, did you know that mannequin was going to be so epic? The fact that the the circle account on uh, on the Instagram, they have it currently. I, they, I, when they put that up, I thought I was like, "Oh, this is gonna last like the next batch of, batch of episodes," and it's still there. But I love it, bro, because that's the thing. Like right now, I'm trying to capitalize on all this attention that I'm receiving and that the show's receiving. So the more content they put out about me, even yes, if it's come on, we here for like, it. I'm like, bring it on. We're here for it. Yeah. So I, I knew it was gonna be a huge moment in the season. I, I didn't. I don't know if I knew the full extent, but I, I do think. Even trying to be unbiased, I think that was one of the moments of the season. So I, I was glad to just be a No, absolutely. I just wish in that moment you would have been like, guys, I'm really a net. I, I instantly, as a fan watching or a viewer, I off the top, off the rip, I would have been like, guys, I'm a natural girl and my cool. sister's actually a makeup artist. And so I actually never do my makeup. But um, I, I mean, it is what it is. And, and well, now- I mean, I did say in, when I when they asked me the five makeups, I said at the start, I said, as you can tell from last night, I, I don't really use a whole lot of makeup. So like that was obviously a fuck up. Now, what you guys didn't see is in the circle, you add now you saw us add a couple photos, but there was times where we had added a couple more photos where I felt like the makeup was a little bit too heavy to to lie about that. Now, even the real Emily is a pretty natural girl. Um, and I think that's why like Lisa, for example, said, Well, oh, maybe she just doesn't use makeup a lot. Right. Um and in hindsight, I was actually thinking about doing this in the moment and wish that I had. When they asked me for the five makeup brands, I wish I had just felt like Oh, well, my mom actually owns like a, like an organic makeup, like sort of boutique company. So I only use hers and it's called like Collection Co. And everyone's <laughs> like, everyone might be like, oh, that's a little bit suspicious, but like that makes sense. Um, there was definitely ways I could have played it off, but like just, there's just how horrible the mannequin was. Like, oh, it, I don't really know. Horrible. Like people would just still be suspicious. Like I didn't even know what foundation was. Like I knew what it was, but I didn't know where to find it. Like, <laughs> Not where to find it. <laughs> she was lost. She was lost. Uh, so, all right. One more question about the catfish before we uh, change the topic. But which catfish was the biggest reveal to you that you felt most shocking? I I was very positive that River was real. So, I, now, in the game, I didn't really find it uh, fruitful to really consider who was – like, I didn't really care who the catfish right. was. Like, it doesn't really matter. There's no reward in the game for taking a catfish out. Like, it just, it's kind of like a, this faux premise that doesn't really matter. So I was more about my vibe and my connection. But when I did think about it, I was like, you know, I really think River's real. As far as the person I was probably most suspicious of being a catfish, it would probably have had to been Trevor. Although, again, I didn't really care that much. Like, I was a catfish. I liked Trevor's vibe. Like, it wasn't a big deal. But I did, I did have... as. As far as it, it went, I did think Trevor might have been a catfish. Honestly, I thought Mitchell was probably a catfish too, and I was wrong about that. So, yes, well, I I'm, think a lot of people in the game wanted to look at things very, very black and white. Like, oh, this person's a hundred percent a catfish. This person's a hundred percent is not a catfish. This person is one hundred percent the Joker, et cetera, et cetera. When to me, it's like if you're if you're making your mind think things things are like completely true or completely false, then you're not going to consider the alternative options, which might be true. And then you're just like limiting yourself on your strategic potential. 
Right. But I also feel like that was a leg up in the game that you had being such a survivor fan that that's how you were looking at the circle. And I think a lot of people sometimes go into the circle like playing a more big brother type of game. And I think that that's, in my opinion, and again, you know, I'm biased. I think that that's why you were in really such a good spot until like the mannequin issue happened. Um, And so I, as being someone that has been on reality TV before, what I want to most know is like, what did you and Lisa do the most in your free time? Me and Lisa? Yes. Yeah, I would say when we were together, um, it was nice because in our free time, obviously we could talk, we could shoot the shit. I think something we really liked to do was do like trivia games with each other uh, and like quiz each other on trivia. That was a lot of fun. We played like cards a little bit. Um, And yeah, a lot of times we just like kind of shoot the shit, like nothing crazy. Okay. If there was someone else you could have been on a team with besides Lisa, who would you probably have picked? Uh, I would say probably Savannah, because outside of the circle, she's one of the people I'm closest with. I also think our strategic mind is very similar. Like the way we approach life and the way we approach the game is very similar. So I think we would have operated pretty well together. I would also say someone like uh, Courtney or Mitch would be good because I'm, I'm also like good friends with them at this point. But I think having like a woman's perspective too could be very uh, crucial to like a successful team. Like if Mitch and I played together, it would have been a lot of fun, but we might be almost like too similar where it doesn't really give us a diverse perspective playing a new character. Got you. What would you say, like, how did you prep for going into the circle? Like what, I mean, we kind of talked about it, like you played it a very survivor-esque, but like what were some of the things that you did to kind of like prep yourself going into the circle? Honestly, I didn't do a lot of prep when I should have. During the quarantine, I thought about like potential like big plays I could make just to have them in my back pocket, none of which I really ended up doing. Um, and I will say in the game, once you get in the game, you realize it's pretty hard to like be really strategic. Like there's not a lot of opportunities for big moves because unless you're the influencer, what can you really do? And if you are the influencer, unless it's like at the very end of the game, it doesn't really make sense to backstab anybody because that implies that you're betraying their trust. And if they trust you, then they're probably rating you highly. So that kind of, there's, there's not really any opportunities for big moves, which was kind of a shame. Um, but as far as like preparation goes, honestly, uh, I was all for the spirit of improv. <laughs> and so I was like, if I come in with no notes, uh, no, nothing. It's going to be a lot better TV for me to have to try to figure out how to play this character, which I was all about. Whereas Delisa came in with a full ass notebook, mm. which in terms of gameplay is fantastic. But in terms of like entertainment, I just think it's kind of boring. If like, oh, someone's like, Emily, what's your top five makeup brands? I pull out a notebook. I'd be like, bang, 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 bang. Yeah. Like that's not very fun to watch. Now I should have done it for the sake of me winning a hundred K. But at the same time, I was like, I just want to be fun like bring energy energy to the show, do a little bit of improvising. Uh, and it, you know, it, 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 it wasn't the best strategic decision, but I kind of had like faith in myself that I could, I could work through it regardless. Obviously did not really happen, but yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't know I was going to get hit with a full ass mannequin, Bryce. I did not know. Uh, I was not expecting that. Uh, we, we, we should have, we should have prepared. We should have, we should have figured out where we could got some foundation from. Who did you like catfishing more, John or as Emily? Emily was, like, more humorous, probably, but I think overall John, because, like, it was a little more natural for me to do. Well, I, I don't know, because actually talking as Emily, I felt like I was being more myself, just with, like, an, a, with a feminine twist. John, I really just had to embrace, like, the, I guess I was kind of being myself, but with, like, an old man twist. 
So what you what you didn't uh, specifically see as John, we would only use the smiley face emoji, no other emojis. We would never use hashtags because we were like, that's not in our character. Um, and John, you know, being pre-assigned to be a psychic and then also like kind of suggested to be a Santa due to the photos that he had, I thought being like an old gay psychic Santa was just like a hilarious thing. Um, so it was really fun to just like play that. Because also at that point, I felt like I was playing with house money since I had a second chance. So I was just having as, as much fun with this as I could. So yes, I had fun doing both of them, though. That's the thing people don't really think about. Uh, and this is no shade at all because this is just me making, I guess, a bad decision with my catfish. But cat, not all catfish are created equal. Like if you're like Lee, for example, was playing essentially a younger version of himself. And now he did it masterfully where I was never suspicious at all. But that's definitely a lot easier than me playing as a, a sorority girl or even Delisa playing as a man because there's something that's a little bit lost in translation when you're trying to change genders. Now, that's on me for picking a catfish that I couldn't play as, as well as Lee could play River. But at the same time, there is some discrepancy between how easy it is to play. Like if I just played like a different guy, like a, like a old, like a little bit, if I just played like Chris Underwood, <laughs> like <laughs> that it, it wouldn't be that hard. I could just talk as myself. And people right. would believe it. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that makes sense. What um, Was there anyone that you thought was a catfish that wasn't actually a catfish? Yeah, I would say, I, 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 again, I didn't really care that much, but I would say probably Mitchell. I thought, I said it a few times in the show, I thought I was like, hit someone's mom, which is funny because his mom was actually <laughs> on the show. Um, but with Mitchell, he just had like a weird way of talking, which once you meet him, it makes sense. But in the, through the through the circle and through text, it didn't really make sense. Like he never cursed. Um, he was just like he didn't really use like a millennial or Gen Z style of talking. It was like a little bit older. Like he didn't use many hashtags, emojis. Uh, not that people really use hashtags in real life, but in the game, that was kind of like all all the all the youths like myself are just throwing out crazy hashtags just to be funny. And he would never really do hashtags. He'd always be like, what the frick? And I'd be like, dude, no no guy that looks like that is saying frick. Like, what? So I, I guess I was probably most suspicious of him. So another question that I had that I enjoyed watching was I loved the the bubbling friendship of you and Courtney. Um, and one of the first things that you said to Courtney was that, like, outside of the game, you're probably somebody that I would hang out with. Um, and so I just, in my mind, I'm like, that's that Bryce Isaiah rubbing off on him. Um, and I just am curious to know what your thoughts are. And when you reached out to him, you used the term baby boy. Was that strategic? Uh, well, so bubbling friendship, Within the game is a strong word because he was always ragging on Emily. But whenever I like looked at him, like we were not friends in the game. I was I actually tried to be friends with him. I thought we were cool. He hated me. He hated Emily for some reason, just because like Savannah told him to. In real life, we're good though. Um, but yeah, he kind of reminded me of like a, a less awesome version of Bryce. So I was like, you know, this is probably someone I could gel with. Uh, I, I did hit him with the baby boy. I was like. I see, like, I see you, baby boy. Um, and that was a little bit of a tribute to the, to the Posse. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Courtney's a really cool dude in real life. I, I, it's his birthday today, so happy birthday, Courtney. Um, but in the game, in the game, I thought we were going we to vibe because I didn't really talk to him until, like, day six of the game. It, it, it's that slow where, at that point, I just didn't have, like, my, my roots uh, my roots on him. But I, when, I, when we were conversing, I thought we were cool, but, like, I, 
I guess not watching the show. But now in real life, we are cool, and Courtney's a great dude, and he's gotten way too much hate. He's a he's a good guy. Yeah, no, we we love Courtney. I um I have I find it problematic that people are like, oh, he's playing too aggressive. And for me, somebody that is a openly gay black man, uh, that boils my skin in the sense of like, oh, so you just want him to be cute and fun. And when he actually is playing a strategic game, it's he's being called aggressive or he's like, you know, so I really did not like the criticism that Courtney was getting because I, I see. So I, I don't think there's any need to criticize him. Because he did play very strategically, which I totally respect. The one critique I do kind of understand is, and now this this is, does not warrant any sort of reaching out to him negatively, like any sort of negative feedback on Courtney. There's a very big difference between a little bit of constructive criticism and like voicing your opinion online versus like coming for someone's character. The one thing I do sort of see though is there was times when Courtney was like, oh, I need to get all these snakes out of my garden. But it's like, you're the one playing super strategically, so you kind of are being the snake, which is totally fine, but you can't be calling all the all the good people of the circle snakes when you're the one who's being a snake. But I do think his strategy was really, really solid, and he doesn't get enough credit for that. And him playing strategically does not deserve, deserve any hate. I just think sometimes I think people notice he was being a little bit hypocritical, which is reasonable, but what's unreasonable is to take that and be like, Fuck Courtney, like Courtney, you you don't deserve to, like all that nonsense. So I agree, but why you can't be a snake? Yeah, why you can't be a snake and want to be the only snake in the garden? No, I, I well, I, I mean, I guess that's right. I just like you're not just saying. So, who do you think was done the most dirty on the circle, in your opinion? Me, <laughs> <laughs> I, honestly, I think I got done the most dirty. Like now, I don't think there's. I, it's a reality TV show. Is not scripted. I think production has very little impact on what happens on the show. But at the same time, and I, I and I totally accept. I, I have no ill will towards anyone involved for how I was treated or how I performed or the, the, the events of the show. But at the same time, I'm like, they did know that that challenge was going to fuck me over. Like, they knew. So now, whether they, I don't even know the, the circumstances of the second chance. Like. I don't know how that all worked. I'm happy with all, how it all played out. But that challenge, whether it was even targeting me specifically or just catfish in general, was designed to screw over at least one catfish. And if it wasn't me, it might have been Delisa. So I guess in that sense, I got done the most dirty. I think, I think well, this get, then, and then to get into a different direction, I think Savannah was kind of done dirty. But that just brings up the whole Terralisha Savannah beef. Which mm. I think has gone on too long. Um, Do I mean, you, Bryce, what are your thoughts on the Savannah Terry? I, I mean, it, it's a lot, but I actually want to hear from you. What is like? Were you Team Savannah or Team Terralisha in the beef? Well, there's two sides to this. And oh, I what, I, we got time. Yeah, we got time, and I, I don't mind talking about it. Uh, now, there's still some raw feelings in this cast, Bryce, that it, it upsets me that this is still going on. But at the same time, I feel like I need to voice my opinion as someone who I feel like I'm trying to be logical and unbiased. In the game, in terms of allies, I was team Terralisha because I felt like Terralisha had my back more than Savannah. But from an unbiased third-party viewer, I was team Savannah. Like, as soon as – well, here's the thing. Whether what Savannah like whether Savannah lied, did this, did that, etc., is not really. It's part of the game. Um, 
And I, I think there was more to it than the viewers saw. Like, I actually think some of Savannah's logic was very smart and was not shown. Um, but as here's the, the one moment I always cite is the day after Bryant was blocked, Carolisha said, oh, no, I didn't want Bryant to go. Like, I hate to see Bryant go. I didn't want him gone. And to me, that even in the game, I was like, yo, you just said Savannah was the one who blocked him. Like, you just threw her under the bus. And right. so as soon as that happens, Savannah now has to defend herself, and that's where things start getting heated between Savannah and Terralisha. Now, had, you know, whatever you want to say about Savannah, I'm not even going to speak on whether she was right or wrong in her actions before that, but had Terralisha not brought it up, then there would be no beef that anybody knows about. They could have gone to each other, talked about it, worked it out. Savannah could have explained herself. Terralisha could have been like, all right, bet, like, we're cool. And it could have gone from there. And they were the two most popular players in the first round. And as soon as that beef went public, they dropped to the bottom two spots. Mm. So that's to me is where that whole, that whole dynamic turned sour. Um, but again, they're both lovely people. So I, I, there's a, there's a lot, there's still a lot of drama going on, Bryce, that I do not try to get too much in the middle of, but I think Savannah, well, it, it, it's, it's a lot, Bryce. It's oh, a lot. It's a lot. Um, I, I, it just, it kind of just boggles me how six months after the fact and after multiple discussions and multiple opportunities for resolution, that two strong grown women can still be butting heads like this. And I think there's one source. Uh, I'm just not, I'm not going to speak on it anymore. Yeah, no, I mean, I for me as someone who has played Survivor almost six and a half, seven years ago. Um, they, I mean, when you're playing the game, you know, it's real. It's real emotions. And, you know, I love LJ and I yeah. love Jeremiah from my season. But every time I see them and baby boy wets the whistle, spicy Brycey comes out and I cuss them the fuck out. So, I mean, I, sure. I, you know, for me, six months might seem like a long time, but that's short. So, you know, I really do hope that at some point in time they well, do come to... Here's the thing, like... Yeah, here's the. I just wish, like, even with the whole circumstance in the game, at the end of the day, they could have just sat down and been like, it was a game, like, things were, went, went the wrong way, and we're cool now. And I think one party attempted to do that, and the other wasn't really open to it. Yeah. And I will say, tomorrow night, there's a finale watch party that I will not be attending because I'm still in Chicago, but both of them are going to be there, Bryce. Oh. After a little bit of, little bit of, after the whistle is nice and wet. Nice and moist, as they oh, say. Oh, not moist. Um, that that wet whistle might lead to some bloody hands, bro. Uh, no, know. well, we don't want that. But hopefully, uh, when this podcast airs, no. the the finale will have already happened. So we'll have to report back on the tea. Final thoughts on what are your thoughts on Trevor winning? Spoiler alert: If you haven't watched the ending yet, you should throw that out there. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yes. Uh, so my thoughts on Trevor winning, I mean, I thought Delisa played a great game. I think her game might have been, especially catfishing as her husband, which is a pretty difficult task, as you see, as she sometimes struggles with answering things about like sports, whatnot. Yet she answers them so well. Um, I think she played a great game. Uh, you know, from the, from the position, that she, in terms of her catfishing, I think she played a better catfish game than anybody else in the circle. And I, I definitely think it's harder to win as a catfish because you, you're just you're, you're caught up in a lot more d- deception. Where you have more things to keep track of. So I thought Delisa played a great game. 
I thought she played strategic. Now, I don't know if had everybody voted um, emotionally in that final five, I don't think she would have won. But that's part of the game where people vote tactically and she was able to emerge on top. Uh, yeah, I think she crushed it. I, and honestly, of that final five, you know, I, I, I think she, her winning the money, it, 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 it's a, I think it's fair to say it couldn't have gone to a more deserving person. That's I, I I love to hear that. What um so what are your final takes on the season? No, I would have liked to want ah. I would have wanted <laughs> John needed that money. What uh what are your final takes on the season? Uh what's your final words on the circle? My final my final takes, man, I, I mean, I guess not final final, but final within this episode. I mean, I was so I was so stoked to be a part of it. I thought it was a great season. Uh, from most of what most of what I've seen online is that people prefer season two over season one, which is really dope because season one's that OG season. Sometimes it's really hard to top uh, the the original. Uh, but I've seen people tend to prefer this one. I mean, there's love for both, of course. Both are fantastic seasons in their own right. I think season one was a lot more wholesome. Uh, and if if you like that wholesome vibe, season one is is your your vibe. But if you want some real like real hard hitting reality TV strategy drama backstabbing more humor more baby boy like season two is the season for you yeah. <laughs> um so I, it, it's great to see the season had such a great reception i've been really thrilled with the reception i've gotten for the most part um so yeah there's, there, what more can you say bryce it, it, it's been it was such an awesome ride it's still kind of surreal uh hopefully y'all will catch me out on the island one day though that's oh. the end goal. that's that's the dream right there fingers um, crossed it just probes if you're listening to this i Fingers crossed. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, what are your thoughts? What, any other, any other, like anything else you want to? Yeah, I'm, I'm I, here for I, it, Bryce. I'm saying I was about to say, uh, blood versus water, little brother, big brother, Ooh, little brother, big. Let's go. Yeah. Um, what? Yeah, uh, so, what? 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 friend and his friend. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So uh, another thing I want to talk about um, that sometimes people don't normally talk about uh, with reality TV show, but people going on as contestant, it's like mental health. And I think that sometimes um, and, and it's an important and, and which is why I'm so glad that I am in your life, because, you know, me, I, I always check in and see how you're doing. But how do you feel like you've been handling, I guess, this new found fame? And I, I know that sometimes a lot of people struggle with the amount of attention that they get. And then as the show kind of sort of like, you know, goes on, you know, you don't get as much attention. And like, you know, some people kind of sort of struggle with that. So are you able, do you feel like you have a balance right now? And is that something that you take into consideration, especially since you are in your sophomore year of college and you've got a lot of things going for you? Is that something that's ever at your sure. junior, junior, my bad, junior, junior, junior? Is that something that like, you know, that is at the forefront of your mind or that you think about? Yeah, I, I try to contemplate mental health a lot. Um, even if it's not like a, a prevalent issue most of the time for me, I think being proactive and being cognizant of how it could go go south is a great way of preventing uh, is a great way of keeping yourself in the right headspace. Um, and I, I was so fortunate to have friends like you, uh, other people at that. Like I, I was in con- Spencer Bledsoe, as you know, was in my fraternity, and he does a lot of stuff with mental health as well. So I actually talked with him a little bit about that, and he kind of told me, you know, he was exactly in my shoes 
when he was a junior or a senior in college, when he went at my college in my fraternity, when he went on Survivor. So I kind of asked him, you know, how did that change things for you in this situation? He gave me some feedback. You've given me great advice. I mean, I really think there's, there's, it's mostly things, things right now, feedback is mostly positive, but there is some negative. And at the end of the day, neither side really knows exactly who you are. So you can't take it too close to heart. Like, like what Spencer has said is that he got so much positive feedback that it kind of overly inflated his ego. And then that created kind of a, you know, he kind of lost over your plant. Just kind of, did you see that? <laughs> yeah. That kind of uh, affected his character negatively at the end of the day. So I've heard a lot of like mixed feedback, except I've gotten a lot of attention, obviously, um, which has been interesting. I'm kind of glad to like, I like the attention, but I don't like love, love the attention where if it all goes away in like a year or it subsides, I'm not going to be like heartbroken about it. You know what I mean? Like sometimes it's nice to just have a chill day, like where nobody, like where it's, it's no big deal. You know what I mean? Like I don't, I don't need to be the center of attention every day. Um, so I'm just trying to stay grounded, try to keep my, my wits about me. I'm moving out to LA for the summer on Sunday, which it'll be nice to kind of go from a big fish in a small pond to a medium sized to small fish in a really big pond uh, and be, be amongst other people like my cast members who know the exact situation we're going through. So it's kind of like we're all on equal footing. Um, but yeah, mental health and the circle does a great job with mental health, Bryce, like before the game in quarantine, before the game, during the game, right after the game in the months since then, they're always checking in. They're always, there's a, a psychologist always available to us. if we need that, which I think is hugely important. I think I've done a pretty decent job, but I'm sure others, even others who may not want to speak up to the rest of the cast, it's good to have someone there for them when they need it. Like that's so crucial. And especially with Survivor, I know that has been a big movement. And Bryce, the circle was hard, but at the end of the day, it was not that like difficult from a, so it wasn't that taxing of an experience. Whereas if you're on Survivor for however many days, I think you were there like what, 30, 30, 39 almost. Um, that keep, where... keep it cute. Keep it cute, Jay. <laughs> I, I'll keep it cute. Um, where this this hoodie is real tight. Uh, it's just uh, some some like Survivor where you're out there, you're starving, you're barely sleeping, you're lying, you're backstabbing. Mental health is even more important for a situation like that. So it definitely is. I've tried to always improve day by day the way I, I, I handle things. Because so the first few days, especially Bryce. I was on Twitter looking up like the circle Jack and I'd scroll through by like new and you know, half the comments would be like this, this on, like on the circle, this Jack kid's so fucking annoying. Like he looks like an incel. Like he looks like he says this and like this and that. And I and, like, I never really take it to heart, but it does bum you out when you read something negative about yourself, even though you know, it's not true. You're just like, damn, there's someone out there that like hates me. Like that sucks. Uh, and it's the same thing with positive feedback. Although for every nine positive things, you'll be like, oh, like, cool, 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 cool. And then there's that one negative thing where you're like, fuck, like, that sucks. So I just try to keep myself out of that. Um, same with, like, Reddit. I like to go on Reddit as a fan. Like, I'm on Survivor Reddit all the time. So I, I was trying to go on Reddit for, like, the circle and be like, well, what's everyone thinking of the season? Like, what's everyone thought? Like, what are everyone's thoughts? And then I'd stumble across the thread where people are talking. And it's like, oh, Jack, like, this and that. And I'm like, oh, wait, I forgot I'm on the season. Like, I, I shouldn't be looking at this. So... Same thing with like Instagram and social media and Twitter early on, I was very hard pressed to like try to engage with every single person. Like 
see everyone who follows me, et cetera. It's and that. I just, it kind of consumed me. And that, that yeah, that, pre- that precedent that I set for myself kind of really started stressing me out. So one day I was just like, all right, I'm going to mute Instagram. I'm going to mute Twitter. When I go on, obviously I'll see all my new, new notifications, but I don't need to have, like, I don't need to be on my phone and see like, oh, like, 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 when I'm just trying to like text my dad, like <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to, like I ha- I'm making long-term goals, of course. I have a, I'm trying to establish my vision for the long-term. But as far as mental health goes, I really think it's taking it day by day, enjoying each day for what it is. Because with, within each day, you know, each day is excellent. If you start getting anxious, because I, I think it, anxiety is, is a term used to describe like your stress about things that are in the future. We can't really control the future, Bryce. So at the end of the day, you kind of just have to focus on the present. Think a little bit about the future, but you can't think too much. You can't be like, oh, well, I have so many notifications today that I know next week it's going to be crazier and now I'm freaking out. It's just like, take it day by day. So that's what I've been trying to do. I like that. And I, I think that that's good. And, and you always know I'm always here and I will always be checking in on you and making sure that you are good. Uh, but I am curious to know, like, what are your plans to do after the circle? I know that you said that you want to go to, to L.A., but like, what are some of your future goals of, that people don't know about you and that you want to do and accomplish? Yeah. So spending the summer in LA, cause even before the circle, I wanted to work in like management or agency for like entertainment or sports or music or something along those lines. So this has been a great stepping stone uh, in that direction or along that path. So this summer in LA, I want I'm going to be out there hopefully connecting, hopefully having a hot girl summer um, with COVID restrictions easing up. And I'm about to turn 21 LA reopens on my 21st birthday, Bryce. So that's oh, going to be popping. Um, so just trying to like, luckily I've had this opportunity as like, I guess an influencer now where I can make some money to sustain myself while I try to set myself up for the future. So I've, I started making some connections in the management agency realm, uh, not even, not, not only uh, in terms of like helping my career as like an influencer or a talent or whatever you want to call it, uh, but also long term, I want to make that pivot or that leap into that behind the scenes work where I'm managing people like you or people like LeBron James, <laughs> uh, very similar. I mean, with that with that beard, Bryce, oh. you're, you kind of look you look you got a little LeBron to you right now, Bryce. I got that. Um, it's, it's Taco Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Taco Tuesday. Uh, yeah. So then, my last question before. Oh wait, you, you don't want you know I got that Lamelo ball type of hand though, so you ain't, <laughs> you don't want none of that, Jack. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Gotta get low, Bryce. <laughs> Slap the floor. <laughs> uh, I hate you. You love LaMelo Ball, though, don't you? I do. I am. LaMelo Ball is my guy, okay? He's back, and he better be rookie of the year. If LaMelo Ball is not rookie of the year, I'm going to boycott watching the NBA. Not that I watch it like that anyway, so... <laughs> My last question for you before you go is, yes, it is going to be a hot girl summer. The ladies want to know, is Jack, baby boy, is he single? Yeah, I'm single, Bryce. Oh. Single ready I'm to single. mingle or just single? Nah, I'm, I'm ready to mingle. I'm not like, see, I think well, this is going to get like a little bit philosophical for no reason. I'm not, I don't ever like actively seek out relationships like that. I think it's just bad for your disposition like i think if you're trying too hard to find a relationship you're gonna settle for something that's not right just because it's a relationship so i'm just i'm just single i'm working on myself Bryce. you gotta love yourself to love someone else so if the right thing comes along 
if there's some if there's some ladies in LA that that want to reach out, you know, I'm down. I'm definitely down to mingle, whether oh. it's for one night or for the rest ah. of my life. Right? Ah. I'm ready to mingle. Ah. So what uh what would be the appropriate what would be the appropriate way for a young lady to to get at you? Is is it cool to slide in the DMs? <laughs> You can reach out to my managers, Jack at alistv.com. <laughs> it's hard these days, right? The DMs are a little flooded. I guess the DMs, um, now, if you really, if you're really a fine lady, like feel free to hit up Bryce so he can connect us. Um, but I don't, it's hard these days. I mean, maybe send me like a, a pigeon, like a oh. carrier pigeon. Oh, a pigeon. Uh, or just, you know, stalk me and find me in person. I don't know. <laughs> and then are the rumors true that you got an OnlyFans coming out, Jack? Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's an only feet only fans. Oh, oh, and you should do an only feet only fans because a lot of the time on the damn circle, you was always walking around barefoot. Trust me, I've heard about it, Bryce. But like, what am I supposed to do? Like, I get that it's kind of gross, but like when I'm at home. Now, not at my fraternity, but like when I'm at my my mom's house, I, Shout I, walk, out to Christine. I grew up walking around barefoot. Shout out to Christine. Uh, I grew up walking around barefoot, so that's like what I'm most comfortable in. I feel like socks and shoes restrict my free spirit. Um, so when I'm in my apartment in the circle 24-7, I'm not going to be walking around my room in shoes. Like, So did you just say on a Purple Pants podcast that the socks keep your soul locked up and to free your soul to, is to take your socks off? Exactly. That's the key to happiness, Bryce. <laughs> now nah, leave leave the undies on though, bro. <laughs> I, I hate you, Jack. But you honestly, Jack, <laughs> it's been so much fun to catch up to you. It's been so amazing to have this exclusive interview of Emily. Oh, yeah. From the Circle on the Purple Pants podcast, I am, you know, I got so much love for you. I thank you so much for staying true to your word and not switching up on your baby boy. I appreciate that so much. Before we go, let the people know where they can follow you at on the Twitter, on the Instagram, on the TikTok, because you be doing a, you know, you on the TikTok. Bust a TikTok move real quick, because people don't know you could dance. Let let me see a little. Oh, boy, Bryce. Let me me start drinking first. Hold on. Oh, no. Uh. Oh, <laughs> I can't. I don't have it like that, Bryce. You, you, you've seen the baby boy make some moves, though. No, whenever I see myself dance, I'm like, this is like horrible, but like fat. It's like a car wreck. You like, you can't, you can't look away. No, um, Jack, I've been around you. My though. Instagram is you can dance. Okay, Jack got moves though. Jack got soul. Okay, in South Africa, we was calling Jack Black Jack. Jack could dance. All right, but anyway, what's your Instagram? Let them know your social media. My Instagram is uh, J Atkins twenty one. I think my Twitter is Jack Atkins 21, although I don't use Twitter a whole lot. What I have been popping on is TikTok. I'm almost at 100K followers, Bryce. Um, it's J Atkins 21. I've been putting out videos every day. Me and Miss Lauren Ashley Beck are Uh-oh. the king and queen of Survivor and Circle TikTok. But yet, maybe one of the one of the Purple Pants Posse could be my 100,000th 100, follower. That would be great. Also, just hit a couple days ago, hit a million cumulative likes, Bryce. Feeling good. I put out a little TikTok dance video with Savannah today. That was that was in storage for a while. But yeah, I've been I'm, I low key. I didn't think I'd love the TikTok, but it, TikTok's pretty fun, Bryce. I can't lie to you. On my Instagram, I've been trying to keep it real authentic with everybody too. So if you want an inside look at the baby boy, I've been trying to keep it a hundred with everybody, unfiltered, fun stuff. So 
Or don't follow me. I think it's fine. <laughs> I love it. I appreciate it. But before we go, Jack, can we get an Issa? Issa. 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 Purple Pants Podcast. Circle Edition. With the baby boy. <laughs> with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I said it's a I said it's a I said it's a purple pants. Premonition. And we are back this week with our spiritual reading. That's right. It is another edition of the Purple Pants Premonitions. Let me welcome to the podcast, the great, the wonderful, the ratchet, the gangster, <laughs> Gary. How are yeah. you? Hi, baby girl. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Listen, it's a wonderful day. We're getting through May. Hey, hey, I didn't know I was going to be dropping bars this morning like this, but go off me. <laughs> Come on, little Kim. Okay, listen, I was about to say uh, what I'm doing. I'm out here swerving, you know what I'm saying? Hitting the little wave and stuff like that. Trying to avoid all the drama, avoid all the mess, just like Kim does, okay? Yes. Well, sometimes <laughs> she sometimes she immerses herself, but, uh, you know, other times she tries to fly above all the drama. Fly above all the drama. Okay, listen, and I mean, sometimes you gotta let, you gotta let a bitch know what's good, okay? okay? Oh, you gotta let them know, like, I'm not the one to be messed with. I'm not the one to be, you know what I'm saying? I don't, don't, fuck, don't fuck with me. It's literally like, what it be given? Sometimes you just have to give that energy, and Kim is always giving that energy. And I also feel like this is a beautiful segue into just, like, what this month of May is looking like for us, like, energetically, spiritually, and it's all about speaking from, like, this authentic voice, right? Speaking from our truth. Um, and I don't know what the month of May has been like for you so far, but I know for me, I've been asked to like step up and it's not being asked by anybody else to step up except for myself. You feel what I'm saying? Like, it's more about like, why am I stepping up and why is this important to me in this season? Speaking from our authentic truth, speaking from our authentic voice is what I want us to think about in the month of May. So Y'all know me. If you know me, y'all been rocking with me with the Purple Pants. You've been rocking me on uh, Instagram, on Twitter. Like, I really appreciate and value each and every single one of you guys' comment. And y'all know that I am all about keeping it a fucking buck, keeping it real. And the month of May is all about us uh, allowing ourselves to be birthed from the black egg, as it is stated. So the black egg is a um, spiritual card. It's a spirit card 
from my animal spirit oracle deck, the black ed is uh, in conjunction with or related to the fifth chakra. So to those of us that are familiar with the chakra system or that may not be familiar with the chakra system, we have seven chakras in our body, child. Bryce, did you know about this uh, seven chakra system? Should I, should I hit on that real quick? Hit on that because I don't know nothing about it. Boom. All right. So let's go ahead. We're going to have a little lesson with your famous, your favorite bitch, Gangsta Gurry, real fast. Okay. So we have seven chakras in our body from the root all the way to the crown chakra. The root is going to be at the very base of your spine. So if you, you know, take your hands, reach to your back, reach to the base of your spine, that's going to be where the root chakra is. So when we feel that being in balance, when we feel that, uh, you know, like when we're feeling good, we feel grounded, we feel rooted in who we are, we feel confident, we're ready to work, we're ready to take action. As we move up the chakra system, The second chakra is the sacral chakra. So if you look uh, where your navel is, I want you to take your two little fingers, uh, put them right beneath your navel. This is going to be the sacral chakra. This is normally related to the color orange. By the way, the root chakra is going to be red. As we get higher up, the colors start to warm themselves up a little bit. So your sacral chakra is all for your creativity, um, all for your sexuality, all for like that passion, as I like to say, um, and making sure that you have that in balance. Third chakra is going to be your solar plexus chakra. So I want you to go two uh, inches, two fingers above your navel in this case. That's going to be related to your identity. That's going to be related to like how you feel your oats, how you feel yourself, how you're feeling confident, how you're feeling grounded in your essence. You feel what I'm saying? So have you been needing to do a little bit of work around that in this season? I know for me personally, solar plexus energy has been off the charts. Um, It's the color yellow. So if you want to channel that into your life, you can wear a little yellow. The fourth chakra is going to be the heart chakra. So it's going to be in the center of your chest. And I mean, if you think about the heart, you know what I'm saying? How do you love? How do you allow yourself to receive love? How do you allow yourself to be balanced? How do you allow yourself to be in harmony? The heart chakra is uh, connected to the color green. Um, So you may see like the little green heart on like Instagram, on Twitter, maybe channel some green energy into your life. You know, when I think about green, I think about money, honey. Okay. And money is always nice. Okay. And I'm running this 21 day abundance challenge. Shout out to everybody that's been a part of that. But yes, it's all about like allowing us to feel harmony in ourselves and harmony in our identity. Um, The fifth chakra, which is what this is focused on, is the throat. Okay. Um, So I want you to think about uh, speaking from that true self. Like sometimes we edit ourselves. Sometimes we think that we cannot speak our truth because others are going to judge us. Um, And this is the opportunity for us to tap into the throat chakra energy and really just speak from our heart, really speak from our truth. Um, and this is going to be literally like at your throat. So you can tap your throat, tap, uh, cause I know me, I got an Adam's apple. So I'll be tapping my Adam's apple. Like, oh my God, throat chakra. Please let me say what I got to say. And this is really great. The upper two chakras are going to be the third eye. Third eye is going to be in between your eyebrows. This is represented by the color indigo. Um, by the way, throat is going to be blue. And then the crown chakra is at the top of your head. This is going to be represented in purple. Um, so that's your quick little lesson for today. You can Google all these things, but I want to focus specifically on the throat as New York goes off, okay? Because I, I have a feeling it's about to get real popping in here. The throat chakra is really important for us for the Vishuddha chakra because it helps us view um, our speech, our expression. It's translating as pure, especially pure in this season. The balance of this center is important for us. But for my writers, my editors, my musicians, my teachers out there, also shout out to all teachers out there. Happy Teacher Appreciation Week. Happy Teacher Appreciation Month. We are grateful for everything that you do for our children out here in the world, okay? This season is all about speaking from your truth. Inside of your truth resides no confusion, 
no excuses, no small talk. You know what I'm saying? Noises, lies. These things don't exist in your truth. How do you allow this living and breathing vessel that is you to ring true in all aspects of yourself? Like, where have you been editing yourself over the last couple of months? Where have you been editing yourself in the month of May? And where do you need to stop? Where do you need to uh, allow yourself, if you're into writing, public speaking, maybe you love a little karaoke, maybe you love a little teaching, um, whatever draws you into sharing your voice, that is your task this month. How are you allowing people to see the real you? And how are you knowing that the right people will always receive you in your true light? I've had to have some really difficult conversations this month. Got into a, a fight with my best friend and we've never gotten into a fight where, I mean, I've gotten into situations before with them, but like they always be mad at me. It's never been on the flip side before. And this was an opportunity where I had to stand in my authentic voice. Like, listen, you hurt my feelings. You know what I'm saying? You bothered me with the way that you addressed this situation. And I cannot function from this place of hearing you and how, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know that you have your feelings, but I have my feelings too. And they're valid. And I need a moment to step back so I can process my own thoughts and be able to receive you in my authentic truth. And then we can talk it out. So we took a couple days, you know what I'm saying? We went our own little separate ways. And I can't separate from him because I talk to him every day on the hour, every hour low key. So it took like two days. But when I was able to come back with my clear sense of mind and also say like, this is how I felt. I understand that you may not have been trying to make me feel this way, but I have to be honest. And I want you to understand where this may have come up for you. You know what I'm saying? How can I allow you to like recognize where this is affecting me and how can we move forward from this? So how are you allowing yourself in this month of May to not get caught up in gossip, not repeat stories just to justify your subpar behavior? You know what I'm saying? Like not just saying things that other people want to hear. Like how are you leaning into that 100% space so that way you can reconnect to your authentic voice, reconnect to your higher self and allow this new voice of you to be birthed? Bryce, how does that sound to you so far before I go into the additional tea? I'm hearing it. I love it. Standing your truth, okay? And speaking mm-hmm. your truth. I, I love it. I, I can relate to that a lot in amen. the month of May thus far. Amen, amen to that. So listen, you know me. I'm all about like, well, if we know what we're supposed to do, how do we do it? So I'm going to add a little bit more context um, to this reading or to this guidance session. Listen, I was about to say, obviously the spirit is like, it's getting loud out here in these streets. You hear the background is giving, is giving chaos in New York. So you can already see it's about to be a hot girl, hot boy, hot person summer. And it's just about you making sure that you are revved up and ready to go to get it done. So what guidance do we have in addition to the black egg? How do we share our authentic voice in the month of May. So we have three cards. Um, the cards are going to be represented in Onaja Cutlass. This is going to be the Five of Cups or Five of Calabash and Baba Calabash. So um, for my readers out there that pull their own tarot cards, this is going to be traditional Knight of Swords, Five of Cups, and King of Cups. So this is all about us being very thoughtful, being very tactful, being very mindful of how we think this season and is this an optimistic way of looking at things or is this a pessimistic way of looking at things like i want you to think about how you speak to yourself when you are not doing things that you feel really great about you know what i'm saying like uh how do you uh affirm yourself or how do you remind yourself like actually like this isn't what i what i deserve like i deserve better 
and I'm going to affirm that I deserve better. And I'm going to start by making sure that I say, listen, like I may have slipped up, but you know what? Tomorrow's going to be a better day. Or listen, I'm having this conflict with myself right now. It's something I've been really thinking a lot through, but I'm going to look at the opposite side. I'm going to look at the positive side. I'm going to give myself a little bit of time to reflect and look at the fact that, listen, it's been worse in the past, but it's better now and it's better than it ever has been before. This is a moment of emotional equilibrium, right? What are the actions in the month of May that allow you to feel emotionally stable, okay? Whether that is you having your plan before you go into a day, before you go into a week. Like one of the things that I've been really getting into is looking at like the moon signs in like a week. So this week specifically, Capricorn, Aquarius, Pisces moons. I'm like Capricorn moons, I work very well on. Aquarius moons, I don't want to talk to anybody. I just want to be by myself. If I can work, work behind a computer and not talk to anybody directly, perfect. And then Pisces moons, I'm like, I need stability away from everybody else that's not me so it's like looking at this and uh basically making my schedule around these things that i know about me how are you allowing yourself to think about what you already know and how can you pre-plan for success this is pre-planning for your power pre-planning so that way you are able to speak from your most authentic voice your most authentic truth in this season so let's go ahead Again, to each of these cards a little bit more. So we have Onaja Cutlass. As I said, this is traditional Knight of Swords. Keywords are exacting, sudden changes, mental agility, and brashness. So this is symbolic of forceful energy fueled by sharp intellect and general disregard for emotional aspects. So I want you to keep in mind, it says general disregard. Like you don't pay attention to these emotional aspects, but you know what? This is something that you really have to take into consideration this month okay we have a new moon in taurus that's supposed to be coming up if i'm not mistaken and on the 11th we have a full moon i think it's another like super moon in sagittarius so it's going to be a lot of energy that's happening this month like you have to be tapped into your feelings and if you ignore those baby you're going to be missing out on some really important things this can suggest the oncoming of turbulent times however successfully overcome through logical and decisive action through you if you've been desiring a change plan your moves in silence as many new insights will come to you and you don't need any new problems arising and knock the wind out of your sails so this is think ahead be open to the flow of life and allow yourself to establish your perspective without ego in conjunction with the five of calabash which is traditional five of cups this for all my scorpio uh, people out there anybody with scorpio placements i'm definitely speaking to you but this is going to affect everybody this may be you feeling ungrateful this may be you feeling let down. This may be you feeling a bit of misfortune. This could be a sense of a wake up call for ungrateful behavior. This indicates being let down and not seeing the good things that are happening in life. So this is all about looking at what is it? Uh, are you a, a cup uh, half full or glass half empty type of person? Glass half full or glass half empty? And if you're a glass half empty, how do you allow yourself to be a glass half full type of perspective in this season? One can particularly uh, expect an emotional setback, big or small, regarding a goal that you're invested in. So for anybody that's out there, it's like, you know, rejection can be God's protection. Rejection can be the universe's protection. And it's allowing you to look at, maybe this isn't something that you, it may be something you wanted, but it's not something that's good for you in this moment, in this season right now. And this is an opportunity for you to be optimistic in these times of strife. And last but not least, with the Knight of Calabash, excuse me, the King of Calabash, um, this is going to be the representation of Scorpio and Libra. So this is all my water energy signs out there. Like we just came through this little Scorpio full moon. This is allowing you to get back to how do you feel compassion, not just for yourself, but for others. You feel what I'm saying? How do you feel 
confident? Who makes you feel confident? What makes you feel helpful? What makes you feel successful and trusting in yourself? This is your time to step into your power. Your truth is your voice. Your truth is your essence. Your truth is you, baby boo. How do you allow yourself to, uh, you know, be emotional? How do you allow yourself to let down those walls? How do you allow yourself to remain genuine to you and your highest self? Okay. This could also be a sign that that, uh, your psychic energy, you know what I'm saying? That one, 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 that five, 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 like you seeing like angel numbers on license plates. You feel what I'm saying? You seeing like, I, I like to call it paranormal activity where it's like shit's falling in your house. And like, oh my God, like, is there somebody in my home? Did I see somebody running across my, like across my field, like, or in my front yard? Like you may see a couple little things happening, but that's a sign that the universe is kind of like, hey girl, like I'm trying to holler at you. Are you listening to the nudges? Are you listening to the guides that I have to give to you, okay? And as an action, it could be advising you, consult with somebody you trust as a spiritual advisor to help you reach your goals as their intentions will be pure but unfazed. So this is just a, a shout out and I guess a slight little plug that, hey, my books are open a little bit in May. So if you're interested in coming to holler at your boy, holler at your girl, I'm here to give you the guidance that you need. But I want to go ahead and pass this information on to you in this month of May. How are you tapping into your emotions? How are you allowing that throat chakra to be opened up? How are you allowing yourself to be your true voice this month? Amen and amen again. How does that feel, Bryce? Yes, that feels amazing. It definitely was giving me a little. Okay, who is my It took a while to figure out. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. okay. I loved it. I definitely feel more equipped to kind of like I know what's going on. I can mm-hmm. gather myself. I got that throat chakra together. So okay. this is amazing. Yes. yes. Before we close up this edition of the Purple Pants Premonitions, let the people know where they could follow you at. And if they want their own personal reading, let them know how they can get in contact with you. Of course, as you know, you can follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, at GangstaGurry, Gangsta with an A, because we don't do that ER Buster-ish Buster. over here, okay? Um, you can also find me on Patreon, um, patreon.com backslash GangstaGurry, um, to just support all of my work, support all of the things that I put out into the collective, you know what I'm saying? Just help a brother out. I also have my readings um, open back up. Um, for the month of May, just a couple of like general guidance calls. So this is 75 minutes where if you need whatever you need, baby girl, I got you. You can find that over at gangstagurry.me. Cause it's me, bitch. <laughs> yes. I love it. And we will talk in June for our June forecast. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. Holla back. Who's the freak? Who's the freak? Who's the freak of the week? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that freaky, freaky freak? Who's the freak of the week? Might be me, might be you, might be And on this week's Freak of the Week, Bang Bang, I feel like everything this episode has to do with last week's episode, Intuition. Maybe that was my intuition. On that episode, I really talked about my COVID weight gain and how I'm trying to have a hot boy summer and I'm trying to lose it. I'm 
active, running. I am dieting. I'm, you know, cutting back on the liquor a little bit and trying to like, you know, live my best life. I wanted to just be honest and authentic. And, you know, earlier in this week, Will Smith posted to his Instagram a full body shot of his belly. And he wrote, this is the body that carried me through an entire pandemic countless days grazing through the pantry i love this body but i want to feel better no more midnight muffins that's it i'ma get it in the best shape of my life teaming up with youtube to get healthy and wellness back on track hope it works listen shout out to will smith for letting us know that even celebrities put on that COVID-19 pounds, okay? We live through a pandemic, y'all. We got to give ourselves grace. Giving ourselves grace, we got to get back on the Trizac, okay? It's a hot boy summer coming up, and you know your baby boy is Pfizer vaccinated. So, with that being said, Will Smith, shout out to Philly and West Philadelphia born and raised on the... Pl- okay, let me shut up. Yes, Will Smith is definitely the freak of the week for letting his belly hang out. And I just love it. I love transparency. I love vulnerability. You know, that's how I live here on this podcast. So if you are like me or like Will Smith or like Marlon Wayans and the countless other celebrities that came out and what I loved about it was a lot of black males came out in support of Will Smith and took their own photos and that stance that he had. Now, I, you know, submit my photo because I'm gonna wait till I snatch my body back to post a before and after. But yes, I just love the support and we all in this together and don't feel bad about your situation or what you going through. You know, wait is wait. We got to live in today and we can only work on tomorrow. And so come on, come on that road for a better price with me. So shout out to Will Smith being freak of the week. But that truly makes me sad because if Will Smith is freak of the week, That means we are coming to an end of another amazing episode. I truly want to thank you from the bottom of my belly. Okay. Hold on. Let me let my belly say hi. Okay. I want to thank you so much for listening to this week's episode as you always do. If you have not, let this be the time that you subscribe to my podcast. I am available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, wherever it is that you get your podcasts from. Bay Bay, the Purple Pants Podcast is there. My uncle Pookie, he got it. He's selling it out the back of his truck so you can catch him around Philly. Please make sure you write a review. I truly enjoy reading the reviews. Make sure you give your baby boy some five stars and tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. That listen, we're gonna lose this weight. Cause it's a, it's a, it's a, it's the purple pants, it's the purple pants, it's the purple pants podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the purple pants podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. It's the purple pants podcast. You're trying to unwind, you better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack. You better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.